Hi, this is Nancy Earle, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. I'm trying not to be too loud today. Is my microphone too loud here, Raymond? No, it's fine. <laughs> okay, cool. Hey, Raymond Keller is here, and welcome back to High Road to Humanity, Raymond. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. It's always a pleasure to be here with you and, uh, and all our friends of Venus. Absolutely. And if you don't know, and I've got Venus Rising, this is one of Raymond's books that I have that I treasure. And if you don't know who Raymond is, if you haven't watched any of the previous shows, let me read his bio real quick. Dr. Raymond Keller has been involved in active UFO research since 1967 when he was a reporter for the Bedford Times Register in his hometown of Bedford, Ohio. I think that's great. And a research associate with Earl J. Neff, the founder and director of the Cleveland Ufology Project, what they called COP. Keller established his own group in 1986, the Outer Space International Research and Investigation Society, and it's O-S-I-R-I-S work, and he's written so many books, and he connects with the Venetians. So it's just really cool that you're here and you're back, and I guess the thing I want to know right now is what you've been up to since I've seen you last. Well, Nancy, I've been up to quite a bit. Um, of course, the new the new book on the Gospels of Thomas and Mary Magdalene came out on the 22nd of uh, of uh, December mm-hmm. uh, last year. And uh, it's already doing very well. It was number one is new releases in the uh, category of, of Gnosticism or ancient knowledge. Wow. So I was very, very happy about that. And it was number 17 a couple couple days ago so it's doing it's doing very well and i have some upcoming events that i'm going to be going to um, okay. on the 29th of april i'll be in greensburg pennsylvania oh wow for the western pennsylvania mutual ufo network where i'll be the speaker and um i'll be talking uh about various uh uh uh, paranormal phenomena okay. and um, also uh, uh, introducing um, a new book that will be re- released by that date and uh, I can't give out too in- too much information. I so and I feel bad that I haven't gotten the Mary Magdalene. I'm going to order it because I would imagine it's phenomenal and that's why it's doing so well but you've already written a new one. Yeah, oh, oh yes. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. Um, then, um, of course the, the summer conference at Mount Shasta, I'll be there with, uh, with Omnikonik, the ambassador from Venus. Right. And that'll be a very special event. And, uh, Anya Schaefer, uh, from the, uh, Venus spirit site will be there as, uh, as well. What's the date on that one in Mount Shasta, Junior? Yes, she was. Uh, she was there once before in two thousand fifteen. But I mean, what's the date for the for the Mount Shasta gathering this year? Oh, yes, that'll be the twenty second uh, through the twenty fifth of um, July of uh, June. Is it June? Okay, I, I would like to go. I think. Yeah, you guys, uh, I think people should go. I mean, I, I don't want to like bombard your event, but I think this is something people should really go to. I mean, how amazing, right? Oh, yes. And there'll be there'll be many, uh, many contactees there on multiple dimensional levels. Mm-hmm. 
is physical dimension and you, you never know when there might be uh, 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 visits from our extraterrestrial friends that occasionally take, take place. And, and every time people go to Mount Shasta, they always come away with an exceptional experience of one kind or or another. So we look forward to seeing you there. Yeah, I, this is something I'd like to go to, and I think everybody should go to. What else? So is is that it? That's a lot. What else you got oh, going? Oh, okay. I've got uh, in the following month, in July, in July yeah. 18th, we have a commemoration for the appearance of Valiant Thor. And... Um, uh, Tell people who that is if they don't know. Oh, oh yes, Val- Valiant Thor was an emissary from Venus who visited with the with the President Eisenhower um, in in the in the White House and was resident in the Pentagon for for three years and uh, revealed his identity to Doctor Frank Stranges and um, uh, he also attended a meeting of. Um, uh, Lee Munsick in New Jersey from the Civilian Saucer Intelligence had a branch there and uh, they went to Howard Menger's farm in Highbridge, New Jersey. So I have many of the original photos by August C. Roberts plus his typed comments on the back about what was happening during including other members of the group that uh, are not seen and uh, till now and then uh, and then inside Howard Menger's house, um, in in his basement and living room, and and uh, then outside at night when they had a sky watch in the apple orchard, a lot of things that um, that aren't known so far. And I'll be talking about these and revealing new photos and exciting information about Valiant Thor, the the emissary from Venus. How exciting! This is really he cool. Was, he was the commander of the Victor One. Um, the Victor One ship and many at NASA at that time were tracking an unknown object in a polar orbit that they called the Black Knight so that's believed to be Valiant Thor's ship oh okay I'll I'll have some information about that as as well and uh, well there's also information about the Black Knight in the uh, in the Venus Rising I'll have to look it up and check it out yeah God, you got a lot going, Raymond. Uh, that'll be on the 18th of July. Um, um, and it'll be for um, a, a few days. Yeah. Sponsored by uh, the um, um, city of Highbridge, New Jersey. But nice. we'll have information on that l- later. Okay. Working with a team of people there um, in New Jersey and on the East Coast. Okay. And the New York Disclosure, UFO Disclosure Group. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a big event. Um, draw people from far and wide, up and down the East Coast, and maybe from further, may, maybe even from upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Wow. Lots going on. Anything else? Oh, well, I'm writing a series of articles on the on um, George Adamski's second European tour. Mm-hmm. George, he was one of the early contactees, mm-hmm. you know, so-called contactees. Right. During the 1950s. And um, his, um, 
um, path in life led him to write three books about about the Venusians and other extraterrestrials and their their visits here to the Earth. And he was sponsored by the Scandinavian UFO uh, information group in um, in Denmark. Okay. To come to Denmark and Belgium, and uh, he, where he answered some questions about the Venusians and their purpose here on uh, here on our world, and I thought I'd share uh, some of that information uh, with you. Yes, go for it. Do I need okay. to um, share? Allow share screen here. There we oh, go. Yeah. That should do it for you. And then. Uh, Let's see if I, I just love when you come on, Raymond. Oh. <laughs> you know, you remind me of all this information that is so, you know, that the Venetians are here helping us, you know, <laughs> and things have gotten crazier. I just want to say that. Were you looking for a file to share? Oh, oh yes. I, okay. I'm going to, to, to read it. but uh, Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. I, I can try to put it up. No, it's fine. I thought you were going to share screen, so I was Oh, kinda... yeah, there, there's some original pictures of Adamski there with Major Hans Peterson. All right, well. Danish Air Force and. Uh, okay. But I don't know. Uh, I seem to be having a difficult. Then don't worry about it. I just thought if you had it, because you're usually good at this stuff. You're better at it at. You're better sharing screens with the with the audience than I am, as far oh, as the. Let's see. I think. Uh, oh, there you go. Oh, oh, okay. It's up there. Yes, it is. Oh. All right. Okay. Oh wow, there's pictures. So if you guys are listening to us on the podcast, you can tune in and watch us um, on Binge TV. It's under High Road to Humanity. Just type in highroadtohumanity.com, or you can find us on YouTube if you want to see these pictures. That he's putting up right now. Oh, look at this. What is that? That looks like uh, a queen and angels. Oh, yes. Uh, well, you know, Dante, who wrote the D- Divine Comedy in three parts, um, that would be the par- par- uh, Paradise, uh, or I mean, uh, uh, Infierno, pur- Purgatorio, and uh, Il Paradiso, right? Okay. This is... Uh, Dante Alighieri in the uh, third and ninth cantos, where he visits the uh, the sphere of paradise or the heavenly sphere of Venus. Wow! He's accompanied by his um, uh, his beautiful consort Beatrice, um, who prepares the way for him. And uh, he, um, in this particular one, he. Um, uh, he visits the um, he visits not only Venus but he also visits the Moon uh, and other spheres, other interesting, interesting that, that he writes about there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is um, um, you were talking about violence and so forth, and there was a section in here where Adamski talks about that. Yeah, because things have been so crazy lately. You know, well, it's just getting worse and worse. You see these mass shootings. You see wherever you go. It's like no big deal to hear about all these different people being killed and violence. And, and you know, there's riots. And I just don't understand. I don't know. What's he, What do they say about this? Okay, yeah. Uh- Here's the econ- he talks about the economic system on Venus and other planets. Right. 
Here's the questions. Yeah, these are questions. Uh, These are Major Peterson. Oh, here it is. Brutality on Earth. Okay. So they asked him when on the 5th of May of 1963, when he was uh, when he was answering the questions put to him by by the Congress, uh, the UFO Congress there in Scandinavia. Mm -hmm. The question was, why is Earth our planet? inhabited by human beings, some of whom display the most horrifying brutality. Indeed, in this case, is the word brutality too mild of an expression? Referring to the Earth people. Mm -hmm. It is true that Earth is inhabited by mentally subdued individuals. However, we are not born with that brutality. We absorb it from the negative cultural influences that we have surrounded that have surrounded us since birth. We learn it at the movies, on TV, at school, in college, in the print media, and our whole lives through. Frankly, a change to the better will demand an alteration of the minds of this planet's inhabitants, starting with you and I. If we start with ourselves, kindness may spread out like ripples in the water. I... Now, it won't be long after that that conditions worldwide will show a registered improvement. I agree with that, Raymond. Don't you? Oh, oh yes. And then I'm going to go back there to the to that other uh, part. All these are appearing on Lon Strickler's uh, website, phantomsandmonsters.com and Rob Potter's. Okay. Revealed. Okay. To, to uh, look at them. Okay. See the that was the section five. This is some really interesting information. Well, nineteen sixty three. It's been sixty years. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It, yeah. This information isn't. Uh, oh yeah, here it's on the economic system. Okay. Economic system of abundance that the ETs operate from. Interesting. Go ahead. Uh, so this was um, in, in an in an interview conducted by the Mount Shasta, California Promise Revealed director. This is Rob Potter. Okay. Moon Base Commander uh, Ora Rains on the 20th of November, 2019. And the question was, the select questions, I realize money as we think of it does not exist on Venus and that your society works as one mind in accordance with natural laws. What can you tell us about how we can achieve the abundance and prosperity enjoyed by the Venusian society here on Earth? Mm-hmm. Of course, this was the, the answer. Again, it seems to me that a false belief is coming into play. Economic problems on Earth are largely due to false beliefs that are imposed by the leaders on this planet. many fields that, quote, there is only so much to go around. Um, So, you know, this is operating from principles of scarcity here. here. This means that your people must fight over the crumbs of the pie, let alone getting a full slice of the pie, which, of course, can only be enjoyed by the oligarchs. On Venus, we long ago determined that the solution to this problem is to bake more pies so that everyone can be satisfied. Credits are based on 
what we can do to help our sisters and brothers meet their needs. On Venus, we even have a department of happiness. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a department of happiness. I mean, seriously, I got to stop you on that one. I mean, because my goodness, let's just go with that. A department of happiness to oversee the process that they help each other. And that's how they get their monetary. That's how they get extra. Is that right? Right. That's how they generate credits. Unbelievable. This is ex- <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> and then she said, uh, continue in the light of Venus. This is yeah. Commander Orain's blessings yeah. to all in the ultimate victory of the light. God bless. That's so fantastic. You know, it just goes to show, you know, Raymond, that this can be done. And the there's just a few people running the show here. And I'm going to just jump ahead, if you don't mind. I want to ask you something. I know you're sure. looking at this. But, you know, with everything going on, and they even say, they, they recognize that there's only a few, a handful of people running the show here. And that it's all ingrained in us, she just said, from the time we were young, you know, in our media, in our TV, in our movies, everything. Okay. So do you, do the Venetians, have they said anything about when this can end and when these people, this handful of people who are in control, when is this going to stop or is it really just up to us again? Are we back to that? Yes, it's a, it's, it, it's essentially up to us that I'll intervene at the balance of, uh, um, the balance of life in the solar system is Im- imperiled, or it maybe even if the balance of life on Earth is uh, is imperiled. But they generally work behind the scenes. Yeah, um, they they want us to um, to solve our own problems because any dictatorship, even a benevolent one, well, you know, ultimately it's still a dictatorship, right? Uh, um. Or Aura Rains, when she was on the Earth, she um, she had an identity as a science fiction writer, um, and um, she appeared at several of the uh, conferences out in uh, in uh, Giant Rock uh, as Evelyn Smith, the famous science uh, female science fiction writer at the time, and I have photos of her in my fourth Venus book called. Uh, the vast Venus conspiracy with the radio commentator, Long John Neville. Mm-hmm. So talking to other contactees, a woman, um, Dana Howard, wrote a book about a, a visit to Venus. <clears throat> and then I have a set of four pictures of her at Dana Howard's table out at Giant Rock talking to her and, uh, you know, holding up a copy of uh, Dana's book about about Venus. It's called the Vast Venus Conspira- uh, Vast Venus Conspiracy. Right. And in one of its in one of her her science fiction stories that she wrote, it was about an advanced benevolent civilization from the stars that comes down to Earth and uh, solves all the Earth's problems of for everybody, um, pollution, crime, anything you can think of, uh, extending human lifespans enormously. Well, but you know what? Despite the, <laughs> despite the kindness and benevolence, um, 
people met clandestinely to plot to overthrow, to get back the sovereignty of their own. Oh, uh, very well. Yeah. Okay. Of the planet. Right. So, you know, we, you know, as Venusians, um, I think uh, what they want to see is to us to realize our own power, right. the power that are latent within us and to help us come into our own, so to speak, so that we can, so that when we do enter the galactic federation, that we will be as equals. We will stand as equals and not to, and not to, to be, uh, you know, uh, babysat. Right. No, that makes a whole lot of sense. Well, I know that you have a message from the Venetians today, but before we get to that, I wanted to ask a couple questions. Uh, I want to know what you feel. There's been a lot of galactic activity uh, every day. I see something in the news. There's, are they, are they, I, I thought that they were supposed to kind of hide themselves, but they don't anymore. It's like, even though, so it's kind of a catch 22. I understand exactly what you're saying that we need to figure this stuff out on our own. We all need to, you know, become a kinder, you know, each person, each soul has to become kinder and more compassionate. And I get that. But then why are we seeing so much activity? Is it other galactics coming in that aren't so good? What's going on? Well, I do know that, um, that uh, the former defense minister in Canada, Paul Hellyer, yeah, he was the in charge of defense in Canada during the Pearson administration from 1961 through 1964. Okay, uh, he said that uh, he knows for a fact that well, he's been to uh, he's been to Nevada to Area 51, you know, working with NATO and everything. Mm-hmm. He knows for a fact that there's at least 80 species of extraterrestrials on the earth. And while most of them are good, some, uh, some, some are not. So mm-hmm. the Venus aren't the only ones, um, the only ones that are here. Right. And, um, and of, of course there are um, conflicts that take place in space as well between different, different civilizations. There are, there are many, uh, many confederations, alliances, and groupings, star groupings that are uh, out there because, after all, the universe is a big place. There's about 10 billion uh, suns or stars in our own galaxy alone, and who knows how many countless galaxies there are. <laughs> there, there are. And uh, so, well, the, the Intergalactic Federation has, uh, has uh, 601 planets in 51 solar systems. That's incredible, Raymond. I mean, just to think about that, you know, honestly, I mean, that's just, it's, it's crazy how big our world really is. And here we are, you know, on our little planet here, just trying to get it together. (laughs) Well, Nancy, we're actually closer than some planets are to being a member. Oh, that galactic federation, because we're on the brink of many great scientific discoveries, as you know, in the in the news a few days ago out of California, yeah. there was the announcement about uh, um, creating a fusion, a sustained fusion uh, reaction with uh, with the use of uh, of laser beams to augment the process. Okay, 
we're we're gradually getting there. And I know in China, they sent a photon. Um, they sent a photon into the past, and uh, and into the future, experimenting with time time travel with just one little particle of light. So these things are these things are happening. To the Venusians, however, and the other planetary federation members, they are concerned that our uh, before they proceed any further with us, they have to make sure that our spiritual uh, understanding is equal to or surpassing our technological abilities. Because mm-hmm. if if they don't, then we're just like a bull in a china shop. So they, you know, they can't uh, risk that that kind of thing. Well, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, because there is a part of this. There are people who are running the show who would like to see us be more robotic. And, you know, I've seen things like that. And it's very scary because, um, you know, that's taken away who we really are and trying to make us more robotic. Do they have a way to intervene? Or, again, is that something that they can't do? Or talk about that a minute, if you would. Well, you know, they're they're followers of natural law, and they don't mind um, the the use of uh, bionics or technology to help cure people of diseases or help them with various prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wouldn't be against that, but right. they would be against fundamentally changing um, changing the the, the human being changing their mind or doing anything to take away their using technology to take away their free will. Well, yeah. To to turn us into automatons. Right. They would definitely be against that, but they wouldn't be against say using um, uh, regenerative cells or something to help people if they, if they had glaucoma or something to help, you know, restore their eyesight. It wouldn't be against something like that. Okay, right. And I'm just, you know, it's it's a scary thing because there is a, a, a group of people who are, would like to see that. Oh, yes. Yes, there's a transhumanist. There are some transhumanists out there. Mm-hmm. And they're walking a fine line because um, um, if they go too far, you know, we would cease to be, we would cease to be human and then start to become more of something something else and they've yeah. seen this happened on other other worlds right sometimes to the detriment sometimes to the good it depends if the uh, um you know depends on uh, depends on the species the compatibility and uh, and the the long term because they have to keep in mind the cosmic evolutionary process that's taking place with individual species. I say, but they won't intervene again because we have free will. Is that right? Right. Right. Because that's why God doesn't intervene and he lets it happen on different planets. And it, and I was just thinking that as you were talking, I'm thinking, well, why doesn't the divine intervene, but he gives us free will and lets us do what we're going to do. Right. Right. True. And I I guess, you know, when you look at the old Testament, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Josh, or, or um, was it, uh, I think it was 
Joshua who said, uh, uh, or, or Moses said to Joshua, I guess, uh, you know, that he had to choose who he would serve. And Joshua said, well, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's right. That's so right. It just depends. Um, you know, you have a choice. You have a choice in this world which way you can go. Um, so that's that was uh, that case. There you so go. I wanted to share some of the other questions that maybe these okay. were provided by the Venusians might actually be an answer. Okay. Um, to some that the listeners or viewers are are thinking about. Okay. And um, that's a good idea. Screen share. Okay. Yeah, you should still be good. Okay. Uh, Okay. Is that back up there now? It is. It is. Good job. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I'm I'm an I'm an uh an old dog. But I can learn new tricks. You're doing well. Yes, I love you know, it. Being a techie dinosaur, but uh, I'm I'm getting the hang of it, little by by little. Yeah, we all have to. Well, there's always something new I'm learning too. Trust me on this one. <laughs> there's always something um, different. Okay, here's Paradise Lost. Yeah. You know, okay. About the perfection and so forth. Okay. Create. So this is the Europeans asked Adamski, why did the the creator provide the people of earth with identic planetary conditions or, or, or i.e. clean water and pure water when the greater part of these are being misused in the most dreadful way yeah just so thinking about about uh, green green ecology and methods about the planet right mhm so Adamski said all planets are abundantly provided with those resources which will allow the people living on them to enjoy a carefree existence. So, in other words, we have everything we need right here on Earth. Yeah. The universe is filled with countless inhabited worlds, and on some of these, their respective inhabitants manage their natural wealth even more carelessly than we do. Oh, wow. However, the most highly evolved civilizations which predominate in outer space, utilize their resources better than we do, that is to say, more efficiently. One day we too shall learn to utilize our planet's resources in a more proper and effective way. Yeah, we've really gotten away from that. And uh, it's really, I don't know, I'd like to see people come back and it's nice to see that they say that it will. Oh, yes, yes, this is, this is very important. Now, this next question looks pretty interesting to me. Latent psychic powers. Oh, yes. Do the space people have a third eye? Are they able to see the human aura and the radiation emitted from everything in nature? Wow. So that was three questions in one, right? So yeah. Again, three times, yes. The so-called third eye is an expression for telepathy. The human aura is the magnetic radiation of a human being like everything else in nature it emits its own radiation all human beings are provided with three faculties but only a very few know the science of accessing them and this because they do not know themselves wow 
which in the Bible it says, know thyself. Oh, yes, yes. Well, that, that term uh, is in the, um, Jesus mentioned it as recorded in the Gospel of Thomas on several occasions it talked about it. But I don't think it's in the regular synoptic Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But the idea actually goes way back to the, to the Greeks and the temple at Delphi, where the initiate would walk under this arch, this archway. And um, it's it said to uh, all uh, to all that enter therein uh, to know thyself mm-hmm. is, is is the most uh, n- noble aspiration. It's true, and you know, a lot of us are learning to go within and to work on ourselves, and that's what this is going to take before we get to this point. Let's rewind a little bit. I just want to ask. So, all the the galactics that we see are from other different. There's so many different species. So, well, I'm just wondering if you know, and I'm just asking this, why they're making themselves more apparent to people at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think they're making themselves more apparent and to select people in high places, especially. And okay. This other question pretty much answers that. Okay. Industrial infiltration. Okay. Do you think that there are? They asked. This is back in 1963. Even. Do you think there are space people inside the Danish government? And Adamski said, probably not in the Danish government as they mostly work in connection with the governments of larger nations like the United States or the Soviet Union. I would not totally rule it out, however, insofar as I am aware of their presence in a few cases in the governments of some smaller nations in Africa and Latin America. Most frequently, however, they bring their influence to bear in scientific work under the auspices or in connection with the respective governments. Therefore, uh, any extraterrestrial infiltration of Denmark is probably taking place in the civilian sector. So they're they're helping nudge us along in peaceful ways. Mm. Uh, that that, that makes sense, Raymond. That makes sense. The yeah. next one talks about world government. What is that? Oh. Yeah, let's. Oh, yeah, world government. Yeah, I'm getting a peek on the screen oh, about oh, that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what's it say about this? So it says, Mr. Adamski, are you of the opinion that the space people can or will further the establishment of a possible world government? These are people from Europe asking him that. Okay. Or must such an objective necessarily wait for a sufficiently high development of humankind? Mm-hmm. In- words, must the leaders of national governments realize for themselves the necessity of a world government and take the appropriate steps to have it established and duly recognized? Then Adamski said, there is no doubt that national governments will take the initiative, but only if the people, through elected representatives, voice a genuine interest. We all know the saying, the will of the people is the will of the country. Uh, Anything short of this will result in an oppressive dictatorship where everyone suffers as they currently do in China, Cuba, the Soviet Union, and all its satellite countries. 
the space people will not deal with thugs in control of the world. Yeah. Well, and you can't blame them. Yes. Yeah, so- yeah. I mean, they, they, they would like to see us have a, a world government of a, of our own popular choosing among uh, all the nations and peoples uh, of the world. Uh, but they do, they certainly don't want to see it, nor do we want to see it forced on us by uh, by an oppressive dict- uh, dictator. Mm-hmm. That's true. What else you got for us here? <clears throat> Anything well, that, else? Oh well, that was the. Um, That's pretty much it on that. That was for the um, uh, series of articles, and I still have about four more to go in this series on. Uh, on Adamski and his second European tour, and including I'll have some original, more original photographs that have never been seen before. Okay. That sounds but, cool. I did want to say a, a little, do we have time? Absolutely. We've got about 15 more minutes. Sure. Oh, oh okay. I did want to say about um, uh, in the Gospels of Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Should we take this? Do you have something to show us on the screen? Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to just read the, from the section. Um, okay, can I say something first before you do sure. this? That's the gospel. Hold your book up. This is the gospel, Thomas and Mary Magdalene. And I, I need to buy this book. I'm amazed that I don't even have it yet. I should have it. And I'm sorry that I don't have it in front of me today. But there's something that I pulled it up online. <laughs> and oh, oh, yeah, okay. and I, I wrote this down. The Gospel of Thomas, a divine gift from the Ministry of Angels to their messenger, Raymond Keller. So, Raymond, this book, talk about this a little bit. This book was divinely guided for you to bring this message to the forefront. And I just wanted you to talk about that a second. And what an honor, oh. by the way. Yeah. Oh, thank thank you so much. Uh, yeah. I just want the book to speak for itself because I, um, in mortality here, um, I'm just a human being. I'm just a messenger, a cosmic postman. And um, so I have my, you know, I uh, I have my faults and everything, but I feel real honored um, to receive this message and to, to, to pass it on. And I know that if people read it uh, with a sincere heart um, and real intent, uh, that they'll obtain spiritual knowledge and truth out of it. Um, there's four sections in here. There's the uh, Gospel of the Young Jesus. Uh, there's the Esoteric Teachings of, of Jesus. Uh, it's written by Th- Thomas. And then the third book by Thomas is the um, the Acts of Thomas as he traveled through India and um, met with different people and organized different groups and established Christian assemblies throughout uh, throughout India and then uh, uh, what his fate was and uh, his ultimate destiny and then the uh, the last book is the gospel of uh, of Mary Magdalene which actually teaches us how we can access uh, how we can access uh, divine knowledge and powers and it's it's just an awesome uh, awesome book so I wanted to read one one section out of there please okay oh i have to say that the uh, the book um 
Yeah, it was with the, the help of uh, Anya Schaefer and a team in Germany put it together. There's myself with Omnek. Wow. The, the emissary from Venus. And then these are the illustrators. Inside, it's illustrated by by Dan Gorman. Oh, yeah. uh, worked with DC and Marvel Comics and done all kind of uh, things, Star Wars and all. Oh, wow. That is so cool. <laughs> and then uh, Peter Holla, um, yeah. he's a, a famous artist in Germany. Okay. Uh, who does children's illustrations. Okay. So they did the illustrations for the book. Yes. He's a good friend of, of Anya Schaefer at the Venus Spirit. And so he did, he did this beautiful painting. It is he, beautiful, by the way. Well, what are you going to... See, this is... Rep- the pyramids are representative yeah. of Egypt. Okay. The, in December of 1945, the Nag Hammadi Library was discovered at that site in Egypt. And then, uh, and this, this is called the morning star, right. uh, the morning star version because of uh, revelation 22, 16, where Jesus identifies with, with Venus, the bright and morning, the bright and morning star. Beautiful. That's a beautiful cover. Oh, thank, thank you so it much. It really is. That's nice. I love it. So I like that the pyramids are in the back and the morning oh, star. It brings it all together. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yes. And yeah. In the, the um, so Egypt has been a redeemed country, really, because uh, you know from the times of the pharaohs and Moses to the time of Jesus, when when um, the the uh, the Jesus and his family were able to flee to safety from the the, the reach of the terrible Herod mm-hmm. seeks uh, sanctuary, uh, seeks sanctuary in Egypt. But this is um, the sketch of Mary Magdalene. Oh, beautiful. And, wow. Uh, so I'm going to read one. I'm just going to read one section out of there. Okay. Um, because uh, the, the program that... Um, that Anya and I were working on was uh, accessing the higher powers. Okay. And so uh, it impressed me to, so she was showing some diagrams from Omnic, and I, I thought um, that what Mary Magdalene had to say re- really supplemented that quite, quite nicely. So um, let's see, go back to, Okay. When the master lived in India, before he began his ministry among the house of Israel, he learned many great spiritual truths among the sages of that far country. From the knowledge passed on to Jesus from his teachers there, he told me that there are four powers working to assist the seeker of enlightenment that must be mastered while that one is still living in the material world. Jesus said the first power is becoming acquainted with grief and suffering. Grief and suffering come from the unfulfilled expectations in the material world. By keeping our desires fixated on the kingdom and the righteousness of the Father, we shall be satisfied and grateful for all that we have, and great will be our eternal reward. That's true, Raymond. I always think of Matthew uh, 10.33. Yeah. 
corresponds with that because uh, Jesus said um, in speaking to the in speaking to the apostles, he said, um, um, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all these other things will be added uh, unto you." So then Mary says, "The second power." is putting an end to grief and suffering. Once aware of our grief and suffering, one must learn to praise and give thanks to the Father of lights continually, whereby light and love will be generated out through you. And as you learn to generate light, the darkness will be banished from you, and you yourself will be filled with the light of truth and comprehend all things. I like how I like how um, she says the light of truth, because I'm always uh, referring to Archangel Michael and his sword of truth, and she's his blue his blue flame sword of truth, and she says the same thing. That's the light of truth, and that's a big deal to me. I just wanted to bring that up to the oh, forefront. Oh, thank you, Nancy. That's an important that's an important part because my mentor was Clayton Parker, who was the boyhood friend of Annalise Scarron, the, the woman who translated physically from Mount Shasta. And also, I have to say that one of her descendants, one of her descendants actually um, was with me up at Mount Shasta, mm-hmm. Tatiana Irvin here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so she was a big inspiration and a help. And she talked about the same thing that were she talked about the light. Yes, and and they referred to it as the um uh as the the light the, of truth or what? Like the flame of truth. The flame of truth. See, that's what I've been picking that up because Michael has the sword. It's the blue blue flame sword of truth. And when she talks about protection, I just want to throw this out. It just is all kind of coming together for me, you know. When you read oh, yes. that, and you know, when you look at uh, when you look at um, Genesis, you know, the angel, a cherub, was placed with a flaming sword to guard the way to the tree of knowledge. Yeah, power, they, the power in that. When they were expelled out of uh, paradise. Wow, I didn't realize. I'm gonna have to look that up in the Bible now. what else does mary say wow this is amazing stuff so there were two so we got two more there's uh, there's two more the third power coming aware of our delusions Mm. of anger and attachment these are based in an ignorance of the fact that everything in this material world is passing away everything that has shape or form will pass away it's only it's you know it's only spiritual things that import that will stay, yeah. Uh, and that each soul in this world begins to die from the very day they are born. Once one abandons their demands upon others uh, and their desires for the things of the world, they are on the path that leads to gaining their celestial crown. Yes. And then the fourth power is finding and following the path of accurate knowledge, the knowledge that leads to life eternal. And... Um, you know, a lot of people they say they criticize the uh, the Gnostics, but the Gnostic is a word um, uh, for the followers of seekers of gnosis or knowledge. That's the, the truth. Word. The truth. Yeah. Yes. 
and it's not something terrible. But it's the word, you know, when you think of the word occult, occult means something that was previously hidden, but now is, uh, but but now is revealed. Mm-hmm. And if, like any great power, knowledge um, can be used for for good or evil. Um, just like take um, atomic energy, you could use the knowledge to blow up half the United States uh, or some other country, or you can need use it to power up with electricity. So everybody has uh, clean energy and homes. And, yeah, and it's free. Yeah. So this yeah. is this, this is a just a misconception that's that's out there. Mm-hmm. So then the the fourth. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, once one abandons their demands upon others and their desires for the things of the world, they are on the path that leads to gaining their celestial crown. So, you know, we're here, um, and as St. Paul said, to work out our own salvation, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so we don't need to worry about other people and being putting demands on them. This is, um, and even um, uh, in the Gospel of Thomas, Jesus says, don't put any unnecessary um, laws or burdens on people that constrain constrain them mm-hmm. from, from, from walking into the light, you know. And then, so this is, this is all consistent throughout there. And the fourth power is finding and following the path of accurate knowledge, the knowledge that leads to life eternal. Very few have attained the realization that love is the greatest of all elements. It is a non-material substance, the only remnant of the first or spiritual creation. Um, Love is also a boundless energy and almighty power that manifests in all newly created life forms. Those that abide in love are already on the path it leads to the unseen worlds of light. After relating these profound teachings of the master to the apostles, I bore the testimony of Jesus and how he freed my soul of all that had previously bound it to the snares of this world. I testified as to the transient nature of the material world and its fetters of oblivion. I now attain to the eternities in the presence of my beloved Jesus. Well, these, that's beautiful. That, I have a these writings. One, yes, Nancy, that was just the one section on explaining about the four powers. Well, where did this? Okay, so let me back up because we only have a few more minutes. But that information, okay, so this information was found where? Okay, this information. Um, there were some extant scriptures that existed, okay, um, but they were they were filled with um, lacunas or big gaps of space that from decaying fragments. Okay, so they were able to put more of these together with the finds at the uh, Nag Hammadi in Egypt, and then um, <clears throat> then I had the supernatural help of others on the this and the other side of the veil to help okay. and to help fill in the blanks even more. 
Okay. That's what I wanted to know because this is really, and everything you said, Raymond, I just want to say, you know, is man, what Mary said was absolutely right on. I just listened to the steps and that is, that's what, you know, I can only speak for myself, but that's, those are the steps that I've had to go through and then I'm still working on. And what about you? Same thing, huh? Oh, yes. Yes. As long as as we're in this, um, in this world, yeah. We um, uh, we have to remember that um, that we're we're here because we're in school. Yeah, here because we were sent here to learn certain things, um, to go on to um, to other worlds and to to higher glories and crowns of glory upon glory. And um, this is what uh, you know what Anna Lee taught Clayton and what Clayton taught me. And it's a privilege to just share it with uh, with you and your audience. I know. I love it. You know, it's just exciting. Actually, it's exciting. As you talk about this, it's exciting to learn what we, like you just said, learn what we came here to learn and then move forward. There's a lot more out there. There's some more excitement and more, you know, the more we work on ourselves here, I feel like the cooler it's going to be once we leave this planet and go to the next plane. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yes. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, some people might say it's crazy, you know, but <laughs> the Dante's went to Venus. Uh, um, Emmanuel Swedenborg visited Venus, the founder of the New Jerusalem Church, and um, <clears throat> and wrote about it. And then uh, going back all the way to uh, the beginning of time, there are people that have documented their encounters with Venusians or even trips to the planet of love to Venus. Right. You know, before we get out of here, Raymond, I wanted to see if there is a message that the Venetians um, wanted to share with the audience today. Well, um, um, yes, uh, I think what I'll do is, um, is share that um, this uh, comments from Adamski about religion because okay. uh, he he, uh, he he got it down really well. Let me okay. pull one back, and then we'll get out of here. I, you know, we could do, we got you're gonna have to come back, and once I get the book on um, Mary Magdalene, and my apologies, I've been moving, and so I didn't have it, and I am gonna order it today because how amazing is this information, Raymond? I'm so excited that you brought it forth. Thank you. If they want to check it out, uh, I would could suggest that they. Um, okay. How do we find it? Well, how do we get it? Yes, just go to um, just go to Amazon. Okay. Um, it's pr- it's printed in eight different countries, and it's printed in the U.S. and South Carolina. Wow. <clears throat> and uh, just uh, go to Amazon and uh, type in Keller. Um, Gospels of uh, Thomas and Mary Magdalene uh, up in the search bar on Amazon, and it'll take you right there. Or if you just even type in Keller Venus, it'll bring uh, up all your books. Yeah, it'll bring up it'll bring up all of those books. All right. Now you're going to share with us the Venus Gospel. Uh, This is an account of George Adamski, 1963 visit to Denmark and Belgium. So this is part four. Okay. Okay. So um, this is a, a, 
the Southern California contactee, George Adamski, during his keynote speech to the Scandinavian UFO information assembled in Denmark on 5 May 1963, <clears throat> lamented that since the dawn of the age of flying saucers, opportunists have made a new religion out of these important UFO sightings and encounters mm-hmm. with instructions given by supposed space people and spirits his reason for the following critique and then he went went on to explain that uh, um, the space people are no more spooks and spirits than we are here they have been made so by mysticism that has hurt the program far more than even other types of propaganda like government disinformation and uh so what he was saying is essentially the same thing that Helena Blavatsky had said, uh, the co-founder of Theosophy, that um, that uh, it's a, a, a truth is wherever, uh, basically, there's no religion higher than truth. Right. And tr- truth is wherever you find it. Um. Many of Adamski's followers wondered why he spoke so often of the space people's philosophy in contrast to their science and religion, because the um, philosophy is more scientific than anything else, and it combines science and religion. Right. Religion. So that was the... uh, and that's where we're going too, Raymond, where science and religion are finally starting to come together a little bit more. I mean, it's been a it's been a long, slow process, but it's starting to get there. Right. There's a definite synthesis of of all knowledge, of all accumulated gnosis of all knowledge. Mm-hmm. And um it's not that there's one um, there's one church over another church or one religion over another religion it's that flame of it's that flame of truth that's within us yes it counts because jesus said wherever two or more are gathered in my name i'm there i'm there with them right now when you look in the uh, when you look in the bible at the word for church it's ecclesia which just means a group just an assembly of of people mm-hmm. you know that's the, fantastic wow in, in the vernacular of the day, uh, when you talk about the church, you're just talking about Jesus peeps, right? <laughs> All right. I love that. I love that. Raymond, we got to get out of here for today. We've been talking, you and I, for over an hour, and we're going to have you back. We'll just have to have you back in a couple months so we can talk more about the book, you know, um, that you just completed and then maybe by that time you'll be able to tell us about the new one but i just want to thank you for coming today you're you're quite welcome nancy it was a great privilege to 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 be here and um and uh, to be on your program thank you information it's um just just coming out and uh, so you're one of the very first ones that i've done a program on this about and uh I really appreciate that opportunity of um, helping me get this info, 
No, no, this information is so very important. And, and all of it is every single thing that you talked about today is so important for humanity. And it's interesting, Raymond and I both wrote down the same information that we felt that humanity should hear today. And we hadn't even talked and we were telepathically, we were right on each other's, uh, you know, mindset of what really needed to be said today to help um, to oh. do what we can. Oh yeah, let you take, this. I'll let you take I, yeah, this. I made little little <laughs> notes before the thing of what I wanted to cover, and and it was exactly what you wanted to cover. So that was just uh, take this down for a second, so we can say goodbye to everybody, Raven. Oh, we'll get out of here for today. Okay. Yeah. Not that there is. I mean, thank you so much for sharing all of this information with us, so that we can. Um, and we can, you know, absorb it and then we can teach other people and we can teach our children about these things and let them know what, you know, some of these things that Mary has said. These are things that we should be taught when we're young. What she is teaching us and what she is, what you have um, revealed in this book is really um, the Gospel of Thomas and, and Mary is a lot of things that we just were never taught, to be honest with you, Raymond. Oh yes, there's many things in here that uh, that um, are new, are new revelations, um, and uh, be very happy to share that information in future. Yeah, discuss the the contents of um, of the other books as well. Um, right. When Jesus mm-hmm. was a boy growing up in Nazareth, um, uh, you don't hear anything about that from uh, contemporary preachers right when um when thomas traveled through india um and what jesus taught his disciples to include mary magdalene who was defended in the gospel of thomas as being the 13th apostle yes and she was cut out of the bible yes which is terrible. All right, Raymond, we're going to have to get out of here today. Tell, give everybody your contact information before we go. Sure. Um, if you want to um, uh, reach me, you can go th- through uh, Anya Schaefer, the Venus Spirit uh, site, just um, uh, there, or through Rob Potter at thepromisedrevealed.com. Fantastic. Raymond, thank you. Hey, you guys, this is Nancy Earle. This is High Road to Humanity here today with Raymond Andrew Potter. Or Andrew, I'm sorry, Andrew, Raymond Andrew Keller. And he's talking about Rob Potter, so I got Rob Potter on the mind. But they call him Cosmic Gray. Um, he's been around for a long time. He does work with the Venetians. We'll have him back soon. Make sure you guys share this show because this is really good information that we need to get out to the world. And we will have him back again. But this is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity. I wish everybody a fabulous week and God bless. Thank you, Raymond. Take care. Thank you, Nancy. Keep looking up. All right.